And by you just kind of being, by leading my example, you always put yourself in that present moment to be able to assist at that moment. Whereas if you get out of whatever situation, you've now kicked your feet up. You're watching everything happen, but you're actually not participating. You're not actively in the game. So how can you be as productive as you were, as you once were? It's kind of how I look at it. Let's bring it back to sports. MJ, one of the one of the greatest NBA players, right? He no longer the is greatest. playing the game. The greatest. For now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm but not no. gonna get into that debate Vig- with you. <laughs> Look, hell of an intro. I tell you what you info, but I never really been the type of dude to give no info. But if you see your ends low and you trying to get a benzo, I'll give your ass some game that'll change the way that you think, bro. Super skilled with the pencil, super ill in my mental. I reminisce on life, I'm nice. Here's my memento. Get it through your tempo. I get on any tempo and give it all I got. I'm hot. I got like 10 flows trying to live on the 10th flow across from residentials that I own. My mind stay grown. I used to think clothes. I really used to think hoes and what I do to get those. And then I switched it up. I'm only thinking potential. Yeah. Uh. Like what you do, homie? What's your vision? How you thinking? How you move, homie? Uh. And is you cool, homie? You thinking building, then that's something we could do, homie. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Walk and Grow podcast. This is Ferrani and Francis on the mic. And this is the one place where you get to empower your mind, but not only that, transform your reality. And the best part is you get to do it with us. Sometimes you'll hear us rant and go back and forth like we're going to do for you today. <laughs> and some of the times you're going to hear from a guest. This topic is actually going to be a really interesting one. So if you are in that realm of, you know, just trying to be a leader, want to be a leader or anything of that nature, you're going to want to stick around for this one. And if you have any input on this topic in itself, please email us or DM us, hashtag grow together, grow together so that we can hear from you and your insights of today's episode. But with that being said, man, how are you doing, Francis? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. Um, why yeah, just, all, just right, doing all right, yes. You're the guy who usually just has, right. has the spark. Why just all right? What's going on? I still got the spark. The spark yeah. doesn't leave until I die, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But no, I'm just I'm doing all right. It's just you know an all right regular day, if anything. Nothing special. Nothing not nothing extravagant. Gotcha. Well, I I hope it gets beyond that at some point this week and. You can actually get back to your your fire because today it sounds like you you're a little on the on on the on the lower side, but we'll take what we have. Uh, I think the audience will say otherwise. Really? But we're good. We're good. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I I actually wanted. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the audience. That's a good poll, you know, actually. I was thinking about we're gonna that. We're going to do that as a poll. You know. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do that as a poll. So we'll do it on the day of release so that people that are listening to this are going to be like, wow. Now you guys can kind of get insight of, you know, how soon or how late do we record our episodes. You will yeah. never know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Um, we're going to get right into it. Today's topic is about leadership. Um, what are the characteristics of a great leader? 
And, you know, what do you think a leader should have in his toolbox? Um, The reason why I bring this topic is because for a long period of time, I've always, uh, based on experience, I've seen myself in position where I was either in the pack or the number two guy, whether it's on a project, you know, a school project or work project. Um, you know, and you think about as you progress in life, we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, everybody in our lives, we're going to be, uh, put in a position to be leaders, whether it's for a family, you know, whether it's, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you will be managing a team at some point, you'll find yourself in a position where you have to be a leader. Um, now, uh, the, the characteristic of a leader and the characteristic of somebody who's in, in the middle of the packs are different. Because in a pack, you're kind of you know, just observing, watching, and taking instructions uh, that are given to you, and you know, and doing what you have to do, playing your part. But um, as a leader, things change, and as we're all progressing into this realm of you know, financial freedom, you know, starting a family, entrepreneurship, those require some of the characteristics of a leader. So today, I wanted to kind of touch on what do you think. You know, a leader should have in his toolbox, and uh, it doesn't have to be in a specific order, but just things that you <laughs> may have come across, <laughs> leaders that you probably emulate in your life, and and things that you, you know, you've seen. So I'll open yeah. the, the, um, that, that floodgate, and you can give me what you got. Yeah, and I, I like what you did. You gave a little backstory in terms of how you are. I myself, I'm not a big leader. I was never. Um, growing up a big leader, I was always, like you mentioned, uh, the second guy. I didn't, group projects or anything, I didn't really care to lead. I was always that type of person where if I had to lead, I was go. I was always ready for the task, but I didn't really care to. <laughs> so it's more or less, if I was in that position, then yes, I would have taken care of that, but I didn't really care to be like, yeah, I'm the leader and everybody's going to yeah. listen to me. Nah, I don't, I don't really care to do that. <laughs> I tell all I tell all of us, I mean, even the people all around us. I am not your leader. I am not your boss. I don't want to be your boss. I am your partner. We are in this together, <laughs> and there's a reason behind that. And so, my first one, I'm gonna save my best one for last. So I'm sorry for those that are listening now, and you're like, "Man, Ronnie's a jerk for doing that." I, I know, I know, I know. I've heard it before, but uh, my first one is going to be a great speaker. So I think communication right. is going to play a huge role and a huge factor in anybody's way of approaching anybody and when you're trying to communicate maybe it's a message maybe it's a plan or it's just how you communicate with somebody else so i would definitely say if you're trying to be a great leader um, this is again my personal opinion and what i believe makes a great leader but you just have to have great communication skills you have to speak really well you have to be able to help people through tough situations and speaking is one of those and one of those things i believe that can solve that for a lot of a lot of people I agree. Um, I, I think that's something that I've seen as well, especially when you're working towards something like a, on a project, for example, you're working on something that would benefit everybody involved, being able to share your opinion in, in a way that everybody can understand. It, it's important. Also set, setting the tone on, you know, how do you yeah. want certain things to be? So my first one will also be communication. And that's something that I, it's, if I look at the list of things that I have in my toolbox, it's not in my toolbox yet. Um, it's, it's something that I'm, you know, I'm still 
working towards building. But I, I strongly believe communication is one of those things, especially nowadays with the with the technology that we have. It's it's important to 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 have that um, on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this: Do you you're working on it, which is great, yeah. uh, whether it be to be a leader or for yourself for yourself? Do you want to be a leader, though? Not necessarily. I I think it's when you. When you're part of a team, and you you're, I guess the way I describe a leader in my in my book will be a facilitator, right? So you're not so much at the front. You're 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 facilitate facilitating the project for everybody else. Whether it's your you know, I, I'm gonna use a sports example, and and I like to use a sports example. Yeah, you have a forward defender and a midfielder soccer a leader will most likely be a midfielder because you're facilitating the game for others um you're not so much in a forward position where you're just waiting to finish the job uh everybody's playing a role uh but you you're making their role a bit easier by providing some sort of guideline um and to me that's a role that i'm comfortable with but um, as in, if you view a leader as somebody who's always calling the shot and, you know, making all the decisions, then in that, I want no parts with that. Um, because yeah. everybody is good. Everybody is good in their own, you know, they have their unique skill set, unique talents. And once when they bring that into the table, you're not going to know everything, right? And one of the greatest examples right. we have had in history, we've all read this in books, at least for those who read, is Henry Ford. Right, that's somebody that did not even have a whole education, but he was able to be in a position where it was, he, he would he would accomplish what he had lined up, you know, as goals, but also facilitate the task for others and their lives. So, um, <laughs> communication, yes, number one. But to answer your question, that's where, I, and I think, that's how I see I it. think that's a good question for a lot of individuals to kind of think of because if you are trying to be a leader, then this is this conversation directly is going to help you. But if you're looking for a leader, this conversation still can help you in both ways. So it's all depending on where do you stand as an individual and as yourself and which which lane do you want to be in? Do you want to lead or do you want to be led by somebody who is actually a leader? Um, because don't get caught up in getting led by the wrong person because then you'll be <laughs> you're in doom's land. Yeah. <laughs> but What's I, your I like second? what you said in terms of. Yeah, I like what you said in terms of your, you know, just the using the sports analogy in the mid um, midfield. I think yeah. it's midfielder. Mid, uh-huh, midfielder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's uh, he or she is kind of controlling and facilitating the game because I'm gonna definitely say my second one is how observant are you as a leader? Not all the time. Not all the problems are gonna come to you where you have them handed to you on a napkin, <laughs> or you know, some of the things you're just gonna have to go out there and figure out on your your own. So. I think uh, a great leader is going to be a very observant to the point where they're going to be able to not maybe foresee everything, but they can see issues arising or they can see how somebody feels or they can kind of, you know, mitigate some sort of situation that may be going on right in front of them. Front of them. So if you're a person and I'm not even saying paying the t- attention to like detail, because I'm not a, I'm not really detailed oriented, but I'm very observant to see what's going around me in the room. Right, something of that nature. If you can just kind of see what's going on around you or see what's going on in your facility or whatever yeah. the case may be, 
I think that right there says a lot because then you can get direct criticism, um, direct feedback because you see something that maybe somebody else doesn't see and that's only going to enable you and help you to improve whatever it is that you're trying to do. How does what that, about your second one? How does that Go ahead. Um, How does that help you when you're you know, working with other people that you're not quote-unquote familiar with, you know? <laughs> yeah, good question because obviously if you don't know a person, um, it's hard to kind of be observant with knowing exactly what's good, what's bad, or what's all right. So, of course, that's going to be with time, I would say, first and foremost. But you being observant, you're going to be able to pick up certain things that certain people do. And then from there, you can use that to be a little bit more observant with the person and then be able to kind of mitigate and walk through with that baseline that you have. Um, if it's, Of course, if it's somebody that's brand new, you can be observant all you want, but there's so much impact that you can do. But if it's someone that you really know and someone that you really worked with, it's a good friend, family, I, I don't know, a good athlete or a good you know, partner that you're working with, you know, that at that point in time, you spend a lot of time with each other, you're going to know that their typical behaviors, uh, whether it be good or bad. And so from there, that's going to help you have those conversations, right? Uh-huh. Or better yet, put that person in certain situations that you know that they can handle. Again, this is all about being a leader, so... You, you don't want to put people in situations where they're going to freeze. Yeah. <laughs> and so being a leader is observe Again, identifying someone's talents. That's a great way as a leader. I think coaches do a great job at this sometimes. If a coach cannot, cannot identify someone's real skills and talents on the field, on the court, wherever, what sport, whatever, whatever sport you're playing, you're going to have a tough time winning with your group. <laughs> now, when you're identifying... Just to follow up to that, when you're identifying ta- someone else's talent, is it in regard to the team or in regard to the project, in regard to what you're working towards, in regard to the goal? What, you know? I think all of that is separate. Um, I'm always being observant of the person first, and then I will go ahead and kind of look at certain projects or certain certain things to then see, does that equate to the person? Because for one, I think, a person is going to change over time, sure, but it's not going to change tomorrow, right? That that stuff is going to take time. Whereas a project, you can snap a finger and change the entire project, or you can crush a project right in front of someone's face, and you know that's just that. So I'm always going to look at the person um, before I look and try to mitigate any task, project, anything I give to anyone. I agree. Um, it 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 will also vary based on the situation that you're in. But for my second one, I, I would say the ability to actually, I'm going to save that one for last and go with compassion just because uh, being a leader involves being part of, you know, a larger group beyond just you. And in this group, everybody's, everybody has their own path that they're trying to follow and accomplish. And, and not everybody is going to agree with what you have to say and what you you want to do and understanding that understanding everybody else's point of view but also being in a position to you know to really meet them where they are not not just yeah. do things because you want to do them or say things because you want to say them uh, yes you have to make difficult decisions 
and that's my like my that will be my third point but i think compassion is very oh come on man uh, yeah <laughs> I, I i think compassion is very is very uh did i steal yours is that what i did no no you you said your third point <laughs> gotcha but yeah i think having that having that is important uh otherwise you're just you're just creating chaos in my opinion so uh, let's talk about that a little bit more because we can say that yes some leaders are compassionate yes there's empathy we can say that but does it always does it always relate to something like that or is it perceived as the person that may be receiving on the other end is there really compassion and empathy there for a person well that's the uh, thing no, not everybody's yeah. gonna understand what you're trying to do or the goal that you're trying to get to and that's where communication plays a big factor right that's the first key point we talked about and if you're able to make that clear and make that known and you still get some backlash on that that's where that compassion piece will play in does that make sense yeah but again like if i'm if i'm saying something and the other person doesn't agree the other person may view like, oh, you don't care about me. Whereas in all reality, it's like, yeah, I do. I could be a lot more harsh. But yeah. this is this is me being very compassionate, me being empathetic towards you because what I was going to do could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of that side where I feel like it's it's like a a double entendre. But you're not just but you're, you're not gonna just dismiss what the person is saying, right? You're still going to listen and try to understand and see how it fits into the 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 planning of whatever it is that you're working towards and like i let's use an example as like a leader of your family for example right your father you have can we kids use a real I, life example right right so you have kids let's and, use and, go ahead let's use a real life example because i think we just experienced one and we talked about it you and i we literally talked about it don't name drop but remember when we met on monday and yes. exactly you know exactly what i'm talking about yes. so in that situation i was clearly not being empathetic at all right i there was there was no empathy at all i'll tell you that right over it it's just because it's it's the bare minimum that we're all asking for and i feel as if in that situation i understood where the person's coming from but i would be a lot more understanding if it was a lot more of a demand at, at ask but there wasn't there isn't and if it is too much then let, let's talk about that because what we do that what we do on that end is not a lot um in comparison to what we could really be doing so in that situation how do you feel as if someone like myself could be empathetic in that situation well you don't because you already have guidelines and principles that were set in stone and every member of the team is aware or of the project is aware of those guidelines so that's part of communication. You have made it clear that if so-and-so happened, this happens, right? So now when you have that set up and somebody comes with something that contradicts the quote-unquote constitution of the group, <laughs> at that point, you, all you have to do is just bring them back to the book, to that constitution and yeah. say, hey, I'm not the one, you know, You we all agree to this principle. 
right? Yeah. And as a leader, I'm just here to reinforce the principle that we all looked at and agreed to go based off of. I'm not dismissing yeah. your opinion. I understand where you're coming from. I understand what you have going on in your life. We all go through difficult, you know, challenging times. But if you agree to these principles, I'm just going to go based off of that. I'm not, you know, it's not me not, you know, caring or dismissing what you're saying. So that's why I say in that situation, it's not you so much, uh, you know, not being, you know, not having compassion because the communication was already established. It plays a part if there was no communication established to begin with. Gotcha. And, and that's why I like the fact that we started this with communication as being the keystone of a leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I hate to bring real life into the situation, but this is this is real life, guys. Yeah. This is what we go through on a regular basis. You know, we are not perfect. We don't have it all figured out. And if you do have it all figured out, please call me. Like, I want to hear what you have to say because I would love to pick your brain. Uh, but it's as, as we're going through the motions of life, we're sharing with you guys exactly what we're going through so that you can hear about how we're mitigating, how we're cha- going through our challenges and what we look for. So, I mean... This is this is why you reach out to us and then just let us know and DM us and just do all that stuff so that we know what you guys are seeking. I mean, we can f- find out more about what you guys are looking for in terms of help and what you guys need help with. Because I'll forever help myself <laughs> and I want to be able to help you guys as well. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, we can. I guess we'll roll right into the third one here. Okay. Um, my last one. I think this is the biggest one, and. If you're trying to be a leader, if you're looking for a leader, a mentor, a coach, because I think coaches, I think mentors are great leaders as well. I believe that you have to lead by example. That's it's, that's as simple as it gets. The moment you don't lead by example, at least for myself, it makes it really tough for me to respect you as, a, as an individual. Because yes, we can talk about things you've done in the past, but things done in the past isn't always what needs to get done in the present moment. And things like that can change. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it can. And by you just kind of being, by leading my example, you always put yourself in that present moment to be able to assist at that moment. Whereas if you get out of whatever situation, you've now kicked your feet up. You're watching everything happen, but you're actually not participating. You're not actively in the game. So how can you be as productive as you were as you once were? It's kind of how I look at it. Let's bring it back to sports. MJ, one of the one of the greatest NBA players, right? He no longer the is greatest. playing the game. The greatest. For now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not going to get into that debate with you. (laughs) I mean, eh, we can get into it, but there's always going to be somebody that's going to be better than him. Like At some point in time, somebody is. That's why I say it's one of the greatest. But anyways, MJ, he's no longer participating in basketball. He's no longer playing professionally. However, if he were to get on the court, do you think he would be nearly as effective? Right now, no. Right, because... Because of the age, and but that's him taking, that's him getting out of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of lose that pr- productivity of it and all. And that's kind of what I say, just lead by example. I think that right there is my golden ticket. It's what I always look for now um, moving forward. I made mistakes in the past when getting guided by leaders. Um, well, leaders, I should say, right? And 
it is what it is. But I, I will say that's that's my last one. It's just lead by example. Gotcha. Um, and as I mentioned, that's a good one. I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, it it will probably come up on a lot of people's lists as we talk about it because it's it's important. You know, you talk. I think last time you talk about um, following practitioner people who actually practice and what they they uh, what they preach, and that's part of you know leading by example. Um, I will go back to having to make tough decision just because you will be put in position where not everybody's going to agree with the choices that you make. And yeah. if, if, if you have that vision, that picture, that, that final picture that you have in, in your mind, you just have to continue making the decision that you're making, even if it, you know, half of the group of 90% of the group disagree with what you're working towards. But, if it's going to benefit everybody else in the long run, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah. Tough decisions. And that's the tough part. Yeah. That's the tough part because not everyone's going to see it. Yes. And to kind of yes. help people see a vision that they can't see, man, you want to talk about difficulty on the level of <laughs> 10? Because <laughs> everybody has their own way of everybody. It starts from when you're a kid how you were raised, right? The experiences that you put yourself through or that you have experienced, uh, just your life journey. All of that stuff plays a huge factor in just how you're able to see certain things. And so when that's why when we have these conversations, we sometimes we'll, we'll go at each other because we have two different ways of looking at things. And that's, that's yeah. nothing against me. It's nothing against you. It's just what we believe and what we've seen. And that's, that's what human nature, I think, is all about. And that's why I think these collective conversations that we have as a group and as, as you and I have these with other individuals, it helps expand our minds. The goal yeah. is to expand your mind, right? The moment you expand a rubber, a rubber band, it never contracts to the same size. And that's the goal. With, same thing you should be doing with your brain. Expand it as much as possible so it never contracts to the same place because then you always have the information that's necessary. But... Yeah, I, I would say just in all, in all, it's extremely important. And to anyone who listens to this episode, it's just, you know, it could be, your list could be entirely different, uh, but that's the point True. of this conversation. Yeah, it's to spark that little light bulb and, and have you really think of whether or not, if, you, if you're in a position, if you're already a leader, okay, I'm actually practicing what I'm, you know, what I'm preaching. If you're not, then you're able to look at that list and say, okay, what do I need to start working towards that will, you know, allow me to be in that position? Um, like I myself have a lot of work to do. I know that. And, and that's why I actually wanted to have this conversation and hear your perspective on it. I'd love to hear from our audience once this episode is released, what do you, you know, what do you think? And I look at a lot of, you know, our current, uh, in a way of living, it's like things are changing, things are evolving. But, and we have to adapt to the change, but certain things that you have to look in the mirror and say, okay, how do I want to adapt to the changes that are currently being um, implemented around me? Not necessarily so much as how do I please everyone, but what can, what can I do? What's in my control as I'm, you know, spreading my wings. Chris, do you know the consequence of not adapting to change? <laughs> I don't think I know what you want to say, but 
I, I think it's it's. I don't think it's failure, but it, you'll probably be further behind, um, than those who are adapting. Yep, that's that's it. <laughs> that's that's literally the answer. You get left behind. Yeah, and so. That's that's why adapting to change and just realizing that's what that's where being observer is really helpful. All right, to kind of go back on what we spoke on, being observer is going to help you understand what's going on around you. If you can't see what's going on around you, how in the heck are you ever going to be prepared to make those tough decisions, to communicate tough decisions to people, right? To be able to lead by example. I mean, in the end game, I mean, at least for myself, the end game is yes, I would, I I love to be a teacher but I want all my students to be better than me. (laughs) And I think that right there, just that statement in itself is what a true leader is going to desire and want is for all their students to be better than them, not to be at the same level, not for the teacher to always hold a crown and walk around with a whip, whipping people like I'm still in charge. No, I think all leaders truly indeed want the people that they've taught to do better than them. And at that point they can see all the, accolades success that comes from their teachings that's fair well said um now as the last piece here is just kind of looking over uh, some of the factors of leadership and and these i pulled from a book that everybody is familiar with um you can see here what book it is can um, you see i think it's very much yeah the good yes. old book. Yeah. And everybody, everybody that you come across has tapped into this book at some point in their career. Um, and according to the book, the lit- some of the leadership um, characteristic here is unwavering co- courage based upon knowledge of yeah. self and uh, one's occupation. Do you agree with that? Is that something that you're currently doing? That's the first one. There's 11 of them. I just gave you the first one. Um, uh, is that something that you're currently, I'm gonna go first. Um, for most of the things that I, I, I want to do, yes, I, I have that courage, but there are moments where I'm hesitant to follow my guts and follow the, what I want, really wanted to do. Um, and that's when there's a lack of courage. So what I will say is the lack of consistency when it comes to courage is something that I need to work on. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I, of course, I think same thing you just said. Uh, of course, I find myself at times uh, where I'm like, uh, you know, don't really want to do it or I'm nervous. Um, but I, I find a way over that really quickly by just getting it done and out the way. Um, and I've even found another trick. It's whenever my back is against the wall, meaning I have to do this because or else there's bigger consequences that come from this. That's when I don't care. I have Hey, whatever you throw at me, man, you can tell me literally, Ron, jump off this bridge. If I have, like, literally, if my back is against the wall, it will get done. Um, and that's just how I have experienced my courage in some in certain situations where I've done a lot of things. I would say in the past couple of months that I just despise not doing and I hate it, but it's <laughs> my back is against the wall and I got to do it. I got to do. Um, yeah. You know, and that's, that's why I would say that that's where the courage, at least my back against the wall helps me with my courage, but it's also not something that I enjoy feeling on a regular basis. So it it's a, you know, a pro and a con at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's having the balance with it and seeing 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just being aware of it though. And and yeah. it it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But courage is yeah. that's one thing I did not think about when I was looking on my list, but glad it's here for us to be reminded. The <laughs> second one is self control. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think you grow up in you, I, learn, yeah, you, you get learn better at as, it. You yeah. get as experience yeah. as you as you go through challenging situations, you understand that hey, I could approach this situation a bit better than I did. And you you know, some people learn from the, those mistakes and some don't. Yeah. Um but yes. Like not even not even challenging moments, but like addictions. You know? Yeah. I think those are extremely difficult to get over. However, I think as, as you grow and maybe find different loves for different things, you kind of detach yourself from that. I've never really been addicted to anything in particular. So <clears throat> at, at least I, there's a lot of things I used to do in my past that I have no problem not doing today. And uh, everybody around me can still do it. And I'm just looking at them like, yeah, I'm good. That's because I know exactly what I need to get done. So it's it's the addition I would say is, is a huge one in it in terms of like just as time goes on, you got to, you can just yeah. leave that stuff in the past. It's, it's definitely going to take time though. Yeah. That that was one thing that was challenging at first because of at least for me the the habit of wanting to please other as well. So being in I've been in a situation when when we talk about drinking, for example, I'll be out and like hey, everybody's drinking, I'll feel inclined to drink as well. Uh, so that's one yeah. area where I really had to develop that self control and say, you know, it at the end of the day it's my liver that's in play that's at play here. So yeah. My health uh -huh. overall. So those shots are good, but I've got to do what's best for me. <laughs> Man, yeah. remember those days in college? Woo. <laughs> Don't bring me back Man. to those. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the next one is a keen sense of justice. A keen sense of justice. Yes. Do you, do, do, I don't like, really if see we go that. back to that example that you you brought up earlier. You know where you say you you didn't yeah. you know you didn't have any compassion into it. Uh, do you <laughs> feel as though you were being just? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I try to in every situation because I don't want no one taking advantage of me. So I would damn sure not want to take advantage of anybody else in the wrong way, right? So that's why I kind of say, you know, I always try to look at different avenues and different perspectives before approaching a situation. Um, and I do this on many different facets that the person that I'm talking to may not even understand or may not even know what I went through to get to the point to even speak on it to them. So yeah, I definitely do. I just don't think that's a, a, a big factor in it because yeah. somebody may not care about somebody else's justice. <laughs> And well, you don't have the to, world we live in. You don't have not. They don't. I don't think everybody else has to care. It's so. It's more on at you applying it in in the, in your environment. So if it's yeah. something that you embody, is that is that consistent with it, or it, it, you don't particularly see it as being necessary? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think definitely looking at things from a different perspective to provide that, I mean, and what we're trying to talk about is meeting somebody that may not understand, that may not think, that may not yeah. have the same vision. So 
that is difficult to have justice right then and there. But I think if you do everything in your ability to get as close as possible to that, I mean, what more can you really do? Yeah, I do. At least on my side, I would say yes. I believe in fairness. I believe in being just when it, you know, in every situation possible. Um, it's difficult at times, but you have to yeah. do what needs to be done. Um, having, it says here, a definiteness of decision. Just having, we talked about this decision making. Yeah. Um, on yeah. a scale of one to five. I'm probably at a four right now. Um, and that's me being generous with myself. If I was being hard, I would say three, but it's, there's room to grow there. In terms of making decisions? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I make tough decisions on a regular. Um, I give myself, I guess, a four, five, four and a half, five. I mean, Decisions have to be made. <laughs> so it's, I mean, whether I like it or not, it just, it has to go. And that's just kind of, I'm okay with not satisfying everybody. Uh, I've always, I've been like this for quite some time. If you listen to previous episodes, I forgot which episode it was when I talked about, man, I stopped caring about what people thought about me years ago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's just, you know, decisions have to be made. And that's just that. The next one is having a, having a plan, you know, having a, a yeah. that's this one of those things where I'm, it, it changes often. And it, it sometimes it pisses myself up. That's like, why is it? Cause I'm such a perfectionist. I want things to go according to the way I see it. And that's not how life works. Right, you're always going to be throwing a curveball, and you have to adjust to those curveball, which means your plans are going to change. And my, that makes me uncomfortable, and I have to admit it. It makes me uncomfortable having to change my plan, but I have to do what needs to be done. That goes back to having making decisions, difficult decisions. Um, but yeah, having a plan. Where do you see that? Do you see it as being like, is it a must as a leader? Is oh, every yeah. leader should have Absolutely. a plan or just go with the flow? Yeah. No, you must have a plan. I mean, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, but you must have a plan. Uh, a plan. <clears throat> because if you don't have a plan, where are you going? All right. <laughs> How are you going to guide other people if you don't even know where you're going? Like, Not that sure. just uh, logically doesn't make sense. So if you are a true indeed leader, you, you have to have a plan. Now, your plan may change. That's perfectly fine. But at least you know where you're going. And that's why you're probably saying, you know, you get it pisses you off and, you know, some things don't happen as planned. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, now you got yourself going all over the place. It's as long as you know the end. <laughs> yeah. Everything in between does not matter. It's yeah. the end. Yeah. And so if you don't have a plan, yeah, good luck, my man. I I'm going to throw a curveball, like I said, though. I go think ahead, to, ahead, to me, um, when I think about that, you know, that one having a plan, it reminds me of uh, Earl Nightingale when in Stranger Secrets when you talk about yeah. the, the ship living the arbor. You know, it, if you just set it to have its own course, it's gonna go wherever. Just but if you know, if you set a straight destination, you will get to that destination. It may not happen yeah. the way you see it working, but you will get there. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, for those who are not familiar <laughs> with Earl Nightingale, you can find it on Audible on YouTube. Stranger Secret is 30 minutes, the best 30 minutes you can probably have. No. But here, here's your curveball. Since I know you're going through this list, I'm going to purposely do this because I want you to get comfortable with it. And okay. not happening with your plan, which is <laughs> you're gonna give you're gonna give one more one more off of that list, okay. and then just list the rest of them. Yeah. And so I I just want that I want to throw that curveball at you to see, okay. you know. So one so off, off the list. <laughs> um, the habit of doing more than paid for. Do you go above oh. and above and beyond in your, you know, when you're delivering a service or providing a service, I should say. Because we are all in the service industry, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I try to. I would say not on a consistent level, though. Because, um, again, I'm human. So there's days where I don't feel like doing something. And those would be those days where, like, you know, somebody within the service industry is just impacted um, to not get that level of service that I gave somebody the other day, <laughs> you know. And that's nobody's fault but my own. So. You know, I definitely will take accountability of that, of just kind of getting better at that aspect of it to be able to hold my standard at a high level and be able to, to have that expertise or even that exceptional service that some people may be looking for. Uh, but I would say I could do better at that. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's dire for a leader to have that. Um, that that's the one thing I will say. I don't, I don't think it's that important. I may disagree on you, with you on that, but again, our lists are not meant to be the same. Um, for me, yeah. I will say yes, but it strongly depends on my uh, emotion at the time. Like, where is yeah. my mood? If I'm in a good mood, man, I'll go to the moon for you. But if <laughs> if I'm going through something, it's it plays a factor on how I respond to whatever the task is at hand. But mm. trying to get out of that and remove the emotion aspect, or at least remove the fact that emotion affect how I respond to situation and just do the right thing is something that will help me a long way. And I'm working on it. I'm working on it one day at a time. Um, and you say list the rest of them, uh, a pleasing personality and then, uh, sympathy and understanding, mastery of details, willingness to assume full responsibility. I think that's a great one. Cooperation. But yeah, that's what we have. Nice. What's that? I mean. Do you Which have any other thoughts? To you, or you don't good? have to go. I, I, I think all of them are right on. I I mean, yeah. the the guy spent years trying to put this book together, right? There's a reason he's probably been through so many conversations that I probably have in my lifetime. But I do think that um, we are going through a transitional period where this list may not look exactly the same in the next 20 to 30 years, especially with the way our communication is changing. But there are certain elements that will be, you know, added over time. And, but this is a good foundation to always go back and look at and say, okay, am I actually in line with this? Am I, you know, at, at least 
practicing some of these things. So I think this would be a good baseline for me to just even periodically even just go back and look and say, okay, where am I with this? And, you know, even when I have a family or, you know, I'm working on a task, am I actually applying these principles on a day to day? Um, that's why I wanted to bring it and also share with our audience because I think we can all benefit from it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree anymore. And I appreciate you for bringing that in because uh, it is a book that I think that many people, even if you don't read, it's one that I think you could spend a little bit more time doing yeah. because it is one that is insightful yeah. with just thinking. Um, thinking grow rich, just take the rich aspect out of it. It's just thinking. Um, and that's really the principle behind the book in itself because in order for you to believe it, you got to think, well, in order, for, yeah, in order for you to believe, you got to think it. Or see it first, right? That's that's a good old saying. But yeah, with that being said, you were able to get the gems of how we view leadership. Not only that, what we are doing on a regular basis, and you were able to hear from Francis share the books, share the book, Thank and Grow Rich. What was it? The eleven? What is it? Eleven principles? It's the uh, important factors of leaderships. Important fact of leadership. There you go. I don't know where I got the number 11 from, but. But yes, <laughs> there are 11. Thank you for always. Yeah. yeah. See, see, I knew, I, I knew yeah. I had that number 11 came from somewhere, but I definitely want to say thank you for tuning in. You got a bonus because I did not know that he was going to bring that book in. So you definitely got that. Take it away and use it to your ability on a regular basis. But wherever you're listening to, don't forget to show love. Don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, leave those, those reviews and connect with us on a regular basis because. Everything we preach on over here is all about growing with us and unleashing your potential to transform your reality. So till next time, keep on applying those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration.